0: Hey, Funky Junkie, welcome back to the chat box. I'm your host, Shayla, and summer is finally here. And guess what? We have our Chief Curl Officer, Renee Morris, back on the chat box with some summer hair care tips.
1: Hey, Renee. Hi, how are you, Shayla? I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. I know we're supposed to be talking about summer hair tips, but I was on my bike this morning doing my morning exercise, and the instructor on the bike talked about self-sabotage. And she was talking about in this context of not pushing yourself to the limit of which you can achieve on the bike at the time. But then, you know, started thinking about that and just kind of thought, this is a good topic for us to talk about at Uncle Funky's Daughter with our funky junkies. And so I thought we'd switch it up today, not talk about summer hair tips, but talk about, are you self-sabotaging your life?
0: Okay. Let's switch it up then. (laughs) (laughs) Let's switch it up. We're glad to have you back. And this is an exciting topic then. What are some of your
1: thoughts as far as self-sabotage? What do you think um, are some things that people do? There are little things and I can speak personally because I know I do it to myself from time to time. Like I hadn't been working out for three weeks. I was grouchy, et cetera. And I was on the bike today going. It's easy to find all the excuses for why not to do something. It's easy to put something on the shelf when you know it should be done. In that little example of my workout routine is a small, minute example, but I could pivot that into a lot of things that I sometimes self-sabotage with. I try not to be what I call last-minute Larry. I cannot stand last-minute Larry. I plan out my life. Everything is on my calendar. I do my best. But from time to time, I find, and all of us are probably prone to do this, there are things that maybe I don't really want to do, (laughs) that I have to do, (laughs) that I will, I kind of self-sabotage a little bit. Or maybe I become a little last minute Larry on those things. And I'm wondering if, is it because I'm self-sabotaging myself? So if I know that I've got this big order that needs to go out and everybody knows that we've got this big order that needs to go out for a retailer and I don't push people to do it, am I self-sabotaging? Right. If I'm not like kind of on people to do it when they when everybody, even though people know and people will say, no, it's their job to do their job. But if I'm not that person and I know it's big, and I know it needs to go out. If I'm not kind of going back there to make sure that everything is OK and checking in, maybe I am doing a little bit of self-sabotage.
0: Yeah, I think we're all kind of guilty of that. I know I'm guilty of that in many situations where sometimes you can be more aggressive or maybe not procrastinate as much, for sure. You know, also, you're very busy. (laughs) And I think that you do a good job considering all that you
1: have on your plate. Well, yeah, but I, you know, and I ask our funky junkies out there, if you look at things, you feel like you're self-sabotaging your relationship or your career or any other aspect of your life, your health, right? Where you're making choices to put things off or to not to do something. Are we inadvertently passive aggressively sabotaging things that really are important to us? And we know if we don't do it well if we don't hit it out of the park that subconsciously somehow we are self-sabotaging or maybe it's that meeting that you needed to come in on 10 with, right? And you came in on two and you know, you need to come in on 10, but you just weren't feeling it that day. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's easy for us to do. And I think it's a mental thing when some, oftentimes when you self-sabotage, when you don't push yourself to the limit that you know, you're capable of delivering against, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what do you think is like a solve for that as far as just giving people some tips on how they can maybe audit some of the things that may be self-sabotaging
1: and then what's the next steps in order to s- stop doing that? You know, I'm not a psychiatrist, right? I, yeah. I do. And I don't profess to be one. In my <laughs> but I think for me, being aware is the first step, right? And so if I am aware that you know when you're doing it, just subconsciously push it to the back. And I think... It is kind of calling yourself to check, for lack of a better word, or checking yourself or even having friends out there that are willing to check yourself, check you and hold you accountable when you're not feeling your best, right? Or you're not delivering your best. Or so do you have an accountability partner? Do you have someone out there going, no, girl, you know, you need to bring it. Let's go. Where's that energy? Or if you're in the middle of that meeting and you kind of feel yourself, not delivering, do you have that mental awareness to kind of, all right, let's do this? This isn't the energy that you need today. You got to push and bring it up a little bit. Just give it a little bit more. And even if you give it a little bit more, it'll be better than what you were doing previously. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. But I think the first one is having the self awareness of when you're doing it or when you don't feel the energy that you know you're going to need. And I think the second thing would be if you've got some type of accountability partner at work, at home, in your relationship partner, whatever, a friend, a girlfriend, a guy friend, whatever you've got, that you can openly say, God, I am not feeling this. I just don't have the energy. That can give you that ramp up Or that kind of energy that you need to help you get through the finish line? And the third thing would be, is there something else that you could do as an outlet to help re-energize or get you excited about what you have to do? Is there another angle, another approach that you can take to make you dig deep? Or can you go harken back to those younger days when whether you were in college and you needed to cram for an exam or whatever that was? Go back and reach back to find that thing that's deep inside of you that's already there, right? That gives you the inspiration to kind of say, okay, I've got this. Because the thing is, you've got to talk to yourself. You got to pump yourself up. You got to go, okay, I know I don't want to do this shit. I know I don't want to do it, but I've got this. I've got this. I got, got to dig down. I've got this. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? And so you just kind of have to dig deep. And one, recognize when you're doing it. Two, see if you can get somebody to hold yourself accountable. Or three, reach back to something that gives you that motivation to I mean, talk to yourself, amp yourself up to get you through that finish line, right? What do you do, Shayla, when you feel like you're self-sabotaging? Do you think that you do this from time to time? Oh,
0: yeah, especially, definitely. I think more so for me, especially in you know relationships, sometimes I can self-sabotage and just in life in general. And I, when I realize that I'm self-sabotaging and things aren't getting done, I do have to kind of channel some sort of energy to, to inspire me in order to have that, that drive again. Because with life, it can get so hectic sometimes. And sometimes you get so wrapped up in the motions of things, especially adulting. <laughs> it becomes eventually, you know, you can self-sabotage a lot of areas in your life. So I try to just encourage myself, but I also try to take a step back and prioritize self-care too, like whether that's journaling or me just, sometimes I just need a moment of stillness to just like clear my mind so that I can get back on it and be on point with things. So I definitely do my best. I self-sabotage in a lot of areas of my life, but.
1: Yeah. And and I agree. I think you brought up a good point about self-care that I didn't mention, which is I found that just even this morning, I didn't want to get on the bike, but I was like, okay, girl, you just get up get out the bed. <laughs> Step one, you're out the bed. And then, and I find that when I do that self-care, that it does put me in a better space, not just physically, but mentally. And it kind of gives me, gets my day going and makes me want to kind of chunk more stuff, have more wins, right? You've got that first win of just working out, taking care of yourself, being health conscious. And when I fell off the wagon, even of I, and I think that, so My workout example is, I think, a great example of self-sabotage, right? I went three weeks without working out, and I had every excuse in the world. Tired, exhausted, too many things. And the first day I got back on the wagon, y'all, I didn't go hardcore. I was like, all right, we're just going to do a little hike. (laughs) Let's just get on the treadmill and do a hiking exercise, like a little, you know, uphill, you know. And I was like, okay. And then after that, I was like, okay, we haven't gotten on the bike, we haven't done the cycle class in a while. Let's go do that. But let's just take a twenty-minute cycle class. We're not gonna go hard. We're not gonna get thirty minutes, not a forty-five. We're just, we're just gonna get on for twenty minutes and get off. See how that feels. So, like, giving myself the grace to take the ease back into it and not be hardcore, Renee, right? But just like ease myself back into it. And so when you're, I think that's a great example of how people just need to kind of get back on the wagon of anything when they're starting to self-sabotage, right? Which is to take it slow, do one thing, just, you know, like you may not want to go to 10. You may not feel like that presentation you're at a 10, but give it a four, give it a five, especially if you were already at a two. I mean, I was in that meeting at a two feeling like, oh, God, I got to do this again. And, but I knew I was not giving my best. And so I had to just kind of give a little bit of a perk in that voice, <laughs> make it a little bit more entertaining, try to smile a little bit, give some eye contact, all of those things that I just wasn't feeling in that moment because I was physically and mentally tired. But I, just giving yourself that grace to just ease yourself back into it when you find that you're spiraling into that self-sabotage state is a good piece of advice as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love this conversation. Because I think, I mean, if you could go, this could be like a really long podcast, you know, because there's so much to say about self-sabotage. I mean, we all do it all the time. So what, what do you do to stay kind of motivated and, and energized? about things like what's your thing that you pull from in order to kind of give you the energy to to do better
1: depends if it's are you talking my work are we talking my kids are we talking my relationship with my in my marriage so I think it depends right if it's my you know if it's work I literally go okay you've done harder things than this like I literally have to give myself I give myself a pep talk every time I'm going down I give myself a pep talk and I go you've done harder things all you have to do is just get this one thing off your plate today. Just make, give myself a little win. Give myself a little carrot. Just do this, Renee. If that's all you need to do. Just do this. Or if there are 10 things, just do these five things today. That's all you got to do. Just get these five things done. And what I find is once I get on a roll and I start to do it and I start to have these little wins, I'm looking for more little things I can get done and get off my plate and like. And then that turns into, okay, you've got the little things done now you got to tackle this big thing, this thing that's gonna require you to think this thing that's gonna require you to you know really you know spend some time against it. And it's gonna take a couple of hours, and you you'll see I mean, you know I'll just close my door and then I'm like heads down, and I'm trying to you know get it focused, or sometimes I may not come into the office when you guys don't see me coming to the office. it's because I know. I need a couple of hours of unbothered time where nobody knocks on my door and says, have a second (laughs) because at that moment, I really don't have a second. And I have to find that space of where I can give myself that time to kind of get focused and get things done. If you're talking about my kids and stuff or my marriage, I have to, like when my husband's getting on my nerves, I have to literally go back and just start to remember why I got married, how I, <laughs> why I fell in love with him in the first place, what about him made me really excited to be with him. And, and I would go, okay, you're tired. He's tired. Everybody's tired. You got to put a little effort in. So maybe it's t- instead of fussing or rolling my eyes, maybe I just buy us a ticket to the movies because it's one of his favorite things to do as a date night. Or I guess I just text him and I say, we need to go out to dinner. I mean, cause, or go out for drinks because we need some me and you time or we go to the spa together and do a couples massage. But like, I literally have to just force myself, even when I'm not feeling it, to create the moment. Because once you create the moment and you leave everything else at the door to kind of quote unquote rekindle, then you start to rekindle. You got to be committed to be present in the moment when you do it, right? But- when I find myself, for lack of a better word, self-sabotaging my marriage, I have to reflect back on all those good things that I enjoy and love about my husband, right? And one of the things I love about my family and all of those things, so my kids are getting on my nerves, I, which they do every day. <laughs> so it's like, it depends, right? I have to go back and go, okay, but they're so sweet. Oh, but they're so this. And remember when they were babies and so, da- 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 I have to kind of go back and I hearken on things like, oh. They won't be at this age forever they won't be at this stage forever you know making sure i remember back when i was their age putting myself in their shoes like i have to really step back think about what's happening why it's happening and then how i'm going to react to it a lot of it when i'm self-sabotaging is me self-checking myself and, and like okay what are you going to do differently because it's not them they are going to be who they're going to be. So, what are you going to do differently? What are you going to bring to the table differently to help right this ship? And so, I think the biggest thing is to take accountability for what I'm going to do as a person to fix the self-sabotaging that's happening. And so, I think that's the big thing. It's easy for us to blame other people, and it's so easy to say, "Well, so and so did this, my husband Milton did not do this, and these kids are driving me crazy, it's everybody's fault." but I play a part in it. And I think that's the piece that thousands of dollars of therapy over year. Yeah.
0: I mean, accountability takes like, accountability is huge. It's huge. Yes. Yeah. I recently, um, I just got a puppy <laughs> and I've been definitely testing my patience with the puppy. Like yeah, you mentioned your kids and you have to think about, you know, this is not forever. <laughs> this is me right now the past couple of days because I'm like, Puppy's whining. I'm like trying to take him out and trying to do everything and I'm trying to stay level headed, you know, so I doesn't encourage his behavior. But yeah. I'm really like screaming in the inside. <laughs> you know, no one told me that
1: getting a puppy was going to be like this. Right. <laughs> Especially when you're training them, that training process. But once you get through it, it usually only takes a few weeks. But once you get through those first few weeks, he or she knows how to hold it, where to go to the bathroom, when to go to the bathroom, then life gets so much better. But those first few couple of weeks when you're training, a few weeks, it's going to take, not only a couple, maybe three. Um <laughs> It's a lot of work. It, it is a lot of work, but they're so, again, like kids, they're so cute and they're so fun. And then on that rainy day when you got to walk them and it's still raining, I was like, more oh, like cats and dogs. Uh, it's those days that you're just like, uh. Yeah. And I have to remind myself, he's not, he's going to get older
0: and it's going to be great. Like <laughs> right now you're sleep deprived and going crazy, but <laughs> it'll get better. <laughs>
1: going to calm down and you're going to be able to take him to the park and have fun and go for runs or go for walks or whatever you want to do. It's going to be cool. I'm looking
0: forward to that. (laughs) Well, did you have any more um, last things to say about um, self-sabotaging? Any last tips to say to the fucky Juckies?
1: I think we've covered a lot of good stuff, and I hope this has been really helpful. I'm sorry we had a little pivot, but it was really on my heart to talk about this today. After she talked about self-sabotaging in my little exercise class this morning, I was like, you know what? That is a great topic because I do it. We all do it. So ladies, gentlemen, if you're out there listening and you find yourself doing it, just remember, dig deep, talk to yourself, give yourself that that rah-rah speech that you need. Recognize that you're doing it. Some of it has to be that accountability of recognizing when you're doing it. And when you've done it, take accountability for it. Just own up to it and then see how you can get better the next time. Hey, we're not perfect. We all you know, make mistakes. We all self-sabotage at some point in our lives. We're not perfect. So just recognize that it's happening and be able, be willing to make corrections in the pivots when, when they happen. So that's all I've got.
0: Well, thank you so much, Renee, for joining us on the chat box. We're so happy to have you back and all the Funky Junkies listening. You can follow us on social media at Uncle Funky's Daughter. We're on TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, all the social media platforms. Um, And also, you guys can shop our products at your local retailer store, Target, CVS, Walgreens, or on our website at UncleFunky'sDaughter.com. And until next time, bye, Funky Junkies. Thank you, Renee.
1: Thank you.